hadn't said this. Children shouldn't know more than their parents. You're very prepared, Miss Teal said. Kulwinda was pleased to have impressed the teacher. Miss Teal flipped through the forms and then stopped. Now over here you forgot to write your home telephone number. Can you just tell me what it is? Kulwinda had memorised the digits in English so she could recite this combination of words whenever she was called to. It nine six she paused and grimaced there was a tightness in her stomach she started over eight nine six five she froze the achar from that morning was bubbling in her chest eight nine six eight nine six five miss teal asked no colwinda waved as if to wipe the woman's memory clean Again, her throat felt full and hot. Eight, nine, six, eight, five, 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 five. There were fewer fives than this, but she became a broken record as her concentration moved towards suppressing the rising burp. Miss Teal frowned. Mm, there are too many numbers. Again, Colwinda squeaked. She managed the first three digits before a fierce eruption rose from her throat, blaring a trumpet note across the registration table. The air smelled fetid and, at least to Colwinda's exaggerated recollection, filled with warty brown bubbles. After the air filled her lungs again, Colwinda hastily rattled off the remaining digits. The teacher's eyes bulged with suppressed laughter. This she did not imagine. Thank you, Miss Teal said. She wrinkled her nose and tipped her face slightly above Colwinda's. That will be all. Mortified, Colwinda hurried away from the women. She reached for Maya's hand, but then spotted her in the distance being pushed gently on the swings by a little girl wearing her curly red hair in pigtails. A few years later, upon Colwinda's announcement that they would be moving to Southall, Maya protested. What about all my friends? She wailed, meaning the red-haired girl, the blonde girl, the girl who wore overalls and cut her own hair. Isn't it just awful? Her mother said, in that adoring way that made one word have two meanings. You'll make better friends in our new area, Colwinda said. They will be more like us. These days, Colwinda limited her achar intake to control her gastric reflux condition. Her English had improved somewhat, although she did not need to use it in Southall. As a recently appointed Community Development Director of the Sikh Community Association, she had her own office space in the Recreation Centre. It was dusty and full of neglected files that she'd intended to throw out, but kept because they gave the room an air of officiousness, with labels such as Building Regulations and Meeting Minutes Copies. Such appearances were important for the occasional visitor, like the president of the Sikh Community Association, Mr Gurdaj Singh, who was standing in her office now, interrogating her about her flyers. Where did you post these? On the temple notice board. What sorts of classes are they? Writing classes, Kulwinda replied, for the women. She reminded herself to be patient. During the last budget meeting, Gurdaj Singh had rejected her funding requests, 
We have nothing in the budget for that, he said. It wasn't like Gulwinda to put up a fight in the presence of so many respected Sikh men, but Gurdaj Singh always took a certain pleasure in dismissing her. She had to remind Gurdaj Singh that the Sikh Community Association Centre was within temple property, and a lie here bore the same weight as a lie in the temple. For that matter, both their heads were covered by turban and dupatta respectively, signifying God's hallowed presence. Gurdaj Singh had to relent. He slashed his pen across his written notes and muttered some figures, and it occurred to Kulwinda that finding money for women was not so difficult in the first place. Yet here he was, asking questions as if this was the first he'd ever heard of it. He hadn't expected her to go out right away and begin advertising for instructors. Kulwinda presented a flyer. Gurdaj